Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. So grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. Um, I'm one of your product co-hosts, Zach LaGreca. Patrick Kuchkowski. And Kevin Gentry. Well, and today we were going to talk about meetings. In particular, how do you run meetings that don't suck? Um, I think when a lot of people think about meetings at work, it's soul-crushing. Is probably a term so some might use <laughs> to describe it. Um, but I, I think this is something that's interesting because I actually think meetings are really important um, for companies overall, but especially for, for product managers. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Like, How do we make meetings not suck? Yeah. I mean, Patrick, you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> we just don't. Um, <laughs> you can't. That's it. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah. Um, no, I think it largely comes down to what kind of meeting are you trying to run. Um, knowing your audience, coming on a clear set of agendas, stuff like that always goes a really long way. Um, I think the biggest one that I've run into problems with and what I would hone in for product managers in particular is stakeholder meetings. And so for those of you who aren't doing regular stakeholder meetings, start, for starters, uh, and then make sure that you're addressing it in a way that all the stakeholders are able to provide actionable feedback and that if you're having people that are in the room that maybe aren't actually participating or just flies on the wall, kick them out of the meeting. Um, I think stakeholder management is one of those things that can be particularly challenging, but making sure to take the time to get everybody in the room, probably at least bi-weekly or monthly, to discuss key topics, get that buy-in is really critical. Um, and so that's the, the first type of meeting I would drill into. I think we can talk a lot about uh, PMs, engineers, and grooming, and um, all that other stuff, too. I, I think you mentioned one thing that was important, have an agenda for the meeting. And uh, um, I think I think our boss told us to do this when we first got here, but if the meeting does not have an agenda on it, decline it and force the person that's inviting you to put an agenda there because sometimes those meetings can be a little aimless and not have a point and um, it, it, you know, it's not that productive for anyone. So those are meetings that do suck. Yeah, I think we've <laughs> all walked in on a meeting where it's, oh, I called this meeting or yeah, someone else called Yeah, what was I meeting. doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you like spend 10 minutes trying to remember what it's about. Yeah, yeah. why are we here? Yeah, yeah I, I the agenda's good because I think it's kind of like when you're trying to come up with a new feature idea or something from a product perspective to work on, it's often really helpful to try and write like a one pager or some type of product brief. Mm-hmm. Like putting your thoughts into writing as to why you need to do something is generally just a really helpful way to structure what you're trying to do in the first place. And sometimes when you do that process, you can f- like figure out, does this even make sense? We could probably do a, an episode on, 
on product <laughs> briefs. Um, but I think it's similar to the agendas where when you're calling a meeting, it's like, yeah. oh, I think I need to talk to some of these people. You know, whatever the reason might be, I've had this happen to me where I start a meeting, I start adding people to the calendar invite, mm -hmm. and then I go and I'm like, oh, I should add an agenda. Like <laughs> I mentioned, our, our boss tells us we yeah, have to have agendas <laughs> on our meeting. Uh, and then I'll start writing out the agenda, and it's like, you know what? I actually think this could be solved with a Slack or an email. Right. Like, why am I, why am I having everybody get together mm -hmm. for 30 minutes when I think we can sort this out? So let's, right. let's Just a question that. I need this specific individual to answer, and then it blows up, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I think the agenda makes a lot of sense, because you can... Yeah validate is this worth a meeting right. as you're setting it up mm -hmm. um, or um, then you have structure for like what you actually want to talk about right yeah because well, we're bouncing around from meetings to meetings too so uh, yeah context switching is, is real for us yeah. um so it, it is nice to kind of just reference the agenda when you get in you know you're running this meeting oh yeah i'm talking about xyz yeah. i also think it's worth having making sure the agenda is on there early enough in advance mm -hmm. like ideally when you set up the meeting right. Right. um you know, I think most people try to set up a meeting at, at least well. a couple days in advance. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't; like you have to set something up really quick. But, yeah. but yeah, like giving folks times to time to prepare, um, I think is really useful. That way, they don't come to the meeting and you ask some questions and like, well, I don't have to go think about it. Right. Like, cool. I'm glad we all met. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in a day or two. Uh, versus, here's the things we need to discuss and figure out together, and then you can actually just cut right to that at the meeting. Well, and I think you're touching on a critical point as well. Every meeting should come out with action items. Or if it's, it, and I generally try and structure each of my agendas to be, is this an informative meeting? Is this just like a catch-up? Is this something that we're coming out with clear action items? Mm -hmm. And that's where, in general, it should be, in most meetings, you should be like, okay, we're going to do this now as a consequence. Right. And make sure that whoever that is, it's not generalized, like, random people will go out and make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. It's... Zach, you're going to yeah, go do this. It's a specific individual, and there's a time associated with it, too, right? Exactly. And then, uh, I'm not sure how many people will actually get the chance to follow the two-pizza rule. Uh, mm -hmm. For our listeners, this, there's a concept of two-pizza limit, the idea being if you need more pizzas to feed uh, people in this meeting than what would essentially be enough people for two, uh, it's too big of a meeting. Cancel it, handle it via email. Yeah. That's a good point. I, you brought up one other good point about decision and discussion type meetings. Um, that was something that we were also um, taking a look at this year was kind of understand what type of meeting you're going into. Is it a discussion? Are you just wanting to talk about a specific item or are you trying to make a decision and have an outcome out of it? Um, and I think establishing that up front is pretty key. Yeah. for those meetings as well. And that's part of the agenda. Like, what are you expecting? Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, as a stakeholder, it's like, do you want me to come here and, and tell you my thoughts on my opinion? I think we need to do this and right. help make a decision, or do you want to brainstorm? Yeah, it's I a think, brainstorm. Yeah, that, right. exactly. I think one thing that's worth calling out, though, is even with a discussion or a brainstorm-type meeting, um, I think you still want those action items. Agreed. Um, because mm -hmm. I, I've personally run brainstorm meetings where it's like we all talk about some interesting stuff, then it kind of we kind of leave the room and you know, nothing ever comes of it, or you find yourself in the same meeting. I think that's like talking about meetings that don't suck. One of the, the I think, big hallmarks of a meeting that sucks is the deja vu meeting, mm -hmm. where you're you second, third, fourth time, you're like, I feel like we like we're here yet again. Yeah. Um, and I think that is often in part because you're not having clear enough action items from a previous that's a great meeting. Point. Yeah. Well, let's actually <clears throat> excuse me, drill into a little bit of that. I'd actually like to use a practical example. Uh, Kevin, if you'll bear with me. Yep. So one that we had, I think our squads kind of got misaligned on, and then now, I don't know, 
eight months later you've been able to solve is mm-hmm. the master ledger and the billing mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. And so for our listeners, there was a situation where we built a new accounting system and there was problems with it. We weren't capturing all of the ad products billings. There was a lot mm-hmm. of human interaction. A lot of things would change. Um, and so I know my squad and your squad met multiple times mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, we have all this thing. And then it was like, who's going to own it? <laughs> What's going to go on? I I suspect part of it was the fact that my team was getting pulled in a lot of different directions, mm-hmm. so we couldn't solve your problems, mm-hmm. and then your team was getting pulled in a bunch of other directions. Mm-hmm. Is there a way, in hindsight, we could have used some of those meetings? Because I think we met three yeah. or four different yeah. times or mm-hmm. multiple hours mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think having, again, at that time, I don't think we were as good about setting action items and, and defining owners at that time. I think that would have driven um, some action out of those meetings. Um, yeah, I think like things like some of the things, but we're getting pulled in different directions, right? So like, okay, how do we get clarity on this? Like, maybe we need to have a meeting with leadership or ask them a question for direction, or um, here are our trade-offs, and we're making a decision to not invest in this or to defer this to a later date and like have that documented, so then we can like refer back to it. Also, as people, you know, with a growing company, we have people coming in and out too. So having a decision document is super key. Mm-hmm in some of these things and like those kind of I we were running fast and I don't think we took the time to go do some of those things but. yeah and I, I wonder I feel like neither one of our OKRs aligned with those meetings too Great and point. so maybe that's something yeah. to consider as well is yeah. it can be do great to have, have these OKRs decisions at that time uh, or they might have just yeah. started just started yeah yeah um, that, that's a great point, though. I mean, having aligned OKRs around a problem space, if we're both trying to solve the same problem, right, or a very similar problems, right? So talking about meetings that hopefully don't <laughs> repeat and repeat and repeat, I think that one's a key point. Like, you can have potentially two decision makers mm-hmm. and the whole team there being like, yes, this is great, we're going to go do these things. But if you're misaligned with your day-to-day priorities yeah. and what you need to solve versus what's exactly. strategic, it's never going to get done. Yeah, and even if we didn't have OKRs, I think at the time, if we would, if we did, I think they were not aligned, right? Like you were on a specific mission to go solve this problem, and we were solving something completely different, right? So definitely some misalignment there. Well, and, and I think you guys just, just solved it, right. but I also know it was one of your key results, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, it, I mean, you implemented a whole different solution than what right. we had talked about at the time. But exactly. I think it was the problem got resolved, and we didn't need, you know, meeting 10 or right. whatever yeah. as a consequence. Yeah. So. Probably something to keep back in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a, a good point about your overall goals and then meetings that you're invited mm-hmm. to and attend. I mean, I, I I don't think it's realistic to say don't go to any meetings that don't immediately align with your goals because that can be a little uh, yeah. narrowly focused. Um, there might be things that's worth starting to talk about even mm-hmm. ahead of it yeah. being a goal, or you might discover things that make sense for your your company goals, your metrics for your team, etc. Uh, but I do think it's a, a good kind of check if looking through your calendar, fifty percent of your meetings don't necessarily relate to the goals you're trying to solve that quarter or you know that year. That probably tells you something. That's a great point. Yeah, like percentage of time allocated to meetings that aren't. Yeah. Or just percentage of your time allocated to meetings in general. Like, you should definitely Yeah, true. You could could take that that higher level. I think some of it is kind of like looking through the things you're working on from a product standpoint. If a lot of of feature work or things your engineering team is doing, et cetera, Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't line up with your your goals, 
I mean, it might be fun explorations, but it really doesn't service what you're trying to accomplish. Right. I think meetings is probably similar. So, yeah, I've run into this recently, um, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. We the brainstorming meeting because that mm. that can be kind of like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> hard to kind of pinpoint and get get some good results. The one out and of a half it. hour time waster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like yeah. how um, we we've kind of tried to approach it different ways, and I'm 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 struggling a bit. A couple different ways is just. We, we kind of go into future mode and future vision and yeah. like, oh, yeah, this in the future, we want to go do yeah. this, X, Y, and Z, and that means this, and how does that mean for, what does that mean for right now? Yeah. And, and kind of it kind of goes in so many different directions, and at the end of the day, it's like, wait, what did we just talk about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we actually doing? Yeah, what are we actually yeah. doing? Well, so, it, yeah. And I, I think it really comes down to, is it a short-term or a long-term yeah solution well i'll give you an example so okay we're talking about uh, we're in q3 at the time we're recording this and we're preparing for q4 right so we want to plan for the work that we're doing in q4 we have general directions but it's you know we're kind of an ideation phase like implementation wise and and um what our key results want how we want to measure our uh, key results in q4 so that's kind of the scope of the what we're talking about yeah i i think in terms of making brainstorming worthwhile, you really need to set a clear goal of like what the brainstorm itself is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Kind of to Patrick's point, long-term, short-term is, mm-hmm. is one of the key things that I've gotten hung up on in brainstorms where it's like, okay, cool. So we know we need this type of thing in the next month or two, so here's this feature. And then we also want our product to become this super cool thing three <laughs> years from now. Right. And all of a sudden you have all these crazy ideas and yeah. it's, you leave and you're like, most of the stuff we can't do, some of the stuff we didn't dig deep enough on, even though we're trying to do it this quarter. Um, and so I think a big thing is, yeah, set the goal. You know, for this brainstorm, we are trying to figure out ideas for, you know, our long-term vision. Mm-hmm. And so we're, you know, completely greenfield or mostly greenfield. This is, so it, it's still time box it. Like, cause yeah. you could go one to three to five years, depending mm-hmm. on what you're doing. And it could change the mm-hmm. conversation. So, you know, this is a future state where we think we'll be in one year. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's yeah, yeah. go blue sky as much as possible, but try and take into account limitations. We think we'll have in a year. Will we have this partner signed up? Right. Whatever. Um, is it realistic that we'd build all of these features right. in that time like, frame? Will, yeah. we, will we have a completely new self-driving <laughs> car built in, in by next year if we're you know, a, a company with a mobile app? Probably not. Um, but right. you know, a year from now, where else? Could, could we have redesigned the app or yeah. something like that? That makes sense. Um, and I, then I think uh, you know, doing shorter-term brainstorming sessions, you can still be successful with a similar framework where you look at, okay... We actually want to brainstorm ideas, maybe for less of a long-term mm-hmm. vision of a product, yeah. more of, here's a metric we need to move for this quarter or this half of the year. What are some ways we might move this metric? That's our focus. Like, How can we move this metric in three months or six months? Yeah. Well, and I would also say that it really depends on who you have in the room. So yeah. I've frequently it's made the mistake yeah. of <laughs> trying to do far too long-term, really strategic planning with my squad or multiple squads and generally you end up with a lot of really good ideas but the how and what you're building oftentimes is not aligned with the strategic vision of the company and so I've kind of stopped mm-hmm. doing like super nebulous long term discussions with the engineering team I try and refine that with the stakeholders other business owners mm-hmm. and then come with a couple concrete topics to the engineering team to be like this is the metrics we're trying to move 
this is what this stakeholder believes is the most impactful. Mm. Let's break down pros and cons of each of these and see if the squad has a, a preference. If you're completely open being, let's build whatever we want, then it's only, it's, hey, we're building a car now, instead of being like, that's not what the business was aligned to. Got it, yeah. I, I like that, yeah. So you're, you're, you're narrowing the scope of it, bringing that to the team, you're essentially refining the discussion topic and then bringing that to the team. I, I have another question for you guys. So within that team, like our squad's getting pretty big at this point, so we're hiring more folks, there's more people joining, they're newer. And how do you kind of balance those kind of brainstorming discussions with folks that you're also trying to get up to speed, right? Because then, you know, you can spend more time on explaining, well, this is why, or, you know. Well, I almost hate to say if you're doing a brainstorming discussion and if you need more than basically two paragraphs to discuss the topic to get them up to speed, you're probably dropping the ball. Hmm. Because you probably, they don't need that much context, mm-hmm. to be totally honest. Yeah. It's probably, this is something that happened in the past, we've gotten to here, right. here's the problem set we have right now in front of us and where we want to get to. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of throw away a lot of the politics and the drama yeah. and the cruft mm-hmm. that got you mm-hmm. to where you are. And so it may just be like, there's a lot of tech debt, there's a lot of things we can talk about, but if it's a brainstorming meeting, mm-hmm. it's not, what did we do to get here? It's, yeah. we're here, mm-hmm. let's go forward. In some cases, that fresh perspective can be really nice because you'll have a squad who's yeah, working agreed, with, yeah. like you said, tech debt, uh, internal, you know, politics, or even just like organizationally, like types of support you might have for a certain initiative, um, and kind of been working on something for like yeah. you know half a year to a year, or whatever. Uh, and so you'll you might dismiss things out of hand as oh we couldn't go do that, like it wouldn't you know, uh, where someone new will be like oh this makes a lot of sense based on the opportunity we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out. Um, so I think that perspective can be good. Um, that's, that's another good point. So what about like um, having like, I guess, trying to think more blue sky than what we have, right? Because you can kind of brainstorm around, well, this is how it works today. Here's another use case. Here's the other use case. Here's the other kind of thing that also we need to know about. And it's all kind of in the scope of what's existing today versus like, should we just scrap that completely and go blue sky? Yeah. Like, what's your guys' balance on, on uh, thinking on discussing that way? Yeah, I think it depends on the goal. I think that's why coming back to the goal really helps. Yeah. Of, you know, And I think Patrick made a great point, too, about like who is the right audience yeah. for the discussion. And so you know, if you're trying to figure out directionally, like, where do we take this product? Like, what is this product meant to be strategically over the next year or two? Um, that might be a, a better brainstorming discussion with mm-hmm. um, some business stakeholders, uh, maybe some some more senior leadership, your head of product, or depending on the size of your company, your CTO, CEO, um, and that might be a good forum for that. I've actually experienced something similar where last uh, or beginning of this year, actually, um, I did a brainstorming session with my squad that was more long-term blue sky for mm-hmm. our product. A lot of great ideas, but um, you know, a lot of the ideas we had were maybe difficult to achieve any time within a couple of years and they didn't all align with our strategy of what we're trying to build. It yeah. was some really cool stuff and I think that's often what you'll you'll see if you don't have enough structure or focus, which is what a product manager should mm-hmm. bring to a brainstorm, is that you'll have ideas all over the place mm-hmm. that are really interesting because your engineers are smart and have a lot yeah. of cool ideas. And so that, that goal and that focus becomes really important of okay, you know, maybe the audience that's right for this discussion is a couple of key stakeholders, mm-hmm. maybe one or two senior leadership, uh, and the goal is we are going to figure out what is our, our long-term product strategy, 
and what are we you know what are we trying to solve with this product in the mm-hmm. market what like what are we targeting what do we think our differentiators are etc and then again like patrick mentioned once you have a little better better of an understanding of okay our hypothesis is that mm-hmm. this is what makes our product different and this is what we want these are the like two or three things we think we want to double down on yeah. and do really well that, you can bring that to the team that's a great point so like what are those questions or um kind of narrow scope that we bring to that discussion. And I know we're focused on a brainstorming meeting, and this is about meetings in general, but I think this is important to cover. So, like, thinking about, like, um, is it, here's a specific goal, here's a time frame, here's our customer that we're solving for. Like, what are those questions that we bring to the table to narrow that scope? Yeah, I think it largely depends, once again, on the audience. Um, yeah. I've always viewed the product manager as the voice of the business, the user, either product designer, UX researcher as the voice of the customer, mm-hmm. and then your engineers of kind of the practicality and the yeah. how to build this. And so for me, it's generally always, I start with, we have this need, here's the problem, here's what the business expects to have delivered within a certain amount of time. Product designer helped me understand like what is the user's mm-hmm. concern like, what is the problems that the user seeing that we can offset and then the team how do we make it happen mm-hmm. so it's all in if we're starting with a framing conversation it's always there's a metric there's a problem there's something tangible that the business mm-hmm. is needing to solve weighed against whatever the user is or customers mm-hmm. having problems with i definitely agree with the idea that it like it depends a little bit on the audience I, and i would say like the, the product real manager really is the the voice of a lot of people. I wouldn't just say the business. In some cases, it's the business. In other cases, it's like the other sides of things, mm-hmm. depending on like who's not there. What's missing? And, yeah. yeah, and I, I think that's kind of a, a something you'll you'll find on some product uh, like blogs is like being the voice of whoever's not in the room. Yeah, I do think that is kind of true because like like you mentioned, if you're with engineering. Uh, product design, UX research, kind mm-hmm. of like a core squad. They're going to have a, like, you know, product design and UX research, et cetera, are going to have a pretty good uh, pulse on what the user or the customer wants. Uh, engineers have a pretty good pulse on how to build it. But if you're in a brainstorming meeting, say, with, like, you know, your head of sales, your head of product, and maybe an, an executive or something like that, they're going to be already be more like um, versed in the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Of, oh, I know the economics. I know kind of the general competitive la- landscape. I know, you know, what types of resources we could put towards this. And so you're you're better suited in that point, and it's more valuable to that audience for you to bring. Here's what the customer says. Here's the technical feasibility because you know that because you've you've worked you know with those groups. And so I think in a brainstorming session, your value as a product manager depends on the audience. You bring mm-hmm. the other perspectives that aren't represented. Um, but like you said, I, I think you do have goals of what you're trying to accomplish. I think that can vary a little bit depending on the brainstorm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at long-term vision, you may not have a specific metric as much as you're looking at who's the customer solving mm-hmm. for, what's the product market fit we think we can identify, what are our differentiators as a product mm-hmm. um, versus you know, more tactically with the squad, it's what metrics are we trying to move and how does that ladder up into what we've already defined. Well, and I think it also depends on the life cycle of the company too. So a good example is right now, obviously at, at now we're at almost 20 product managers, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of specialization. You actually may be the subject matter expert, no longer the CEO, CTO, things like that. And so they're gonna lean on you for mm-hmm. a lot of that business knowledge as well. Versus if That's you're true. you know, the first or second product manager mm-hmm. in a company, 
the brainstorm is probably going to be market fit. And it's really like, mm-hmm. what do we do? What's all the things we throw away in order to get us to that product market fit mm-hmm. above all else? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Life cycle definitely will change that. So we've, we've talked about stakeholder meetings, which are important. We've talked about brainstorms, which I think are important. Another meeting I think is, is critically important is the one-on-one. Ooh. So let's talk about that. Um, first of all, like, how important do you, do you guys think one-on-ones are? Hugely. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I try to set up one-on-ones with most of my stakeholders, and um, obviously it depends on the problem you're solving and whatnot, the people you're working with, but um, it's, it's super important to establish that relationship with the people you, that you are working with because um, you're working with them <laughs> every day, right? So you... you you need to some sort of forum to kind of connect with them on a human level and just understand where they're coming from with things, and mm-hmm. um, it just provides a better working environment for everyone. I think. Yeah, I think. I mean, seconded. I think we all agree one-on-ones are critical. We've all talked about taking a walk and getting out yep. and just having coffee can solve a lot of problems. I would also say that you need to make sure what kind of one-on-one you're about to walk into. Is it a one-on-one where you have a specific agenda items and you need to be in a room with a computer and talking about mutual problem solving? Or is it an opportunity to kind of catch up, to really break down some of the personal barriers and make sure Mm -hmm. that you have a better working relationship? And so defining that up front is really critical. Yeah. Talking about having an agenda. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or a goal, right? That's a good point. And yeah, the agenda can be, here's the things you want to talk about. We've we've booked a room because we need a whiteboard or we need a screen to present to or something like that. Um, Or let's take a walk can be the agenda. Catch up. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think one of the things that's critical about one-on-ones that I've learned is that as a product manager, a lot of people, you have to interact with a lot of people. And a lot of people are coming to you wanting to prioritize things. And so making stakeholders and people in, in the business and the company feel heard is important. And not just from the standpoint of like you're going to listen and forget it, but like actually listening, whether or not you can prioritize what they're mm-hmm. requesting at that time. Um, and I think one-on-ones on a regular or even semi-regular basis really help achieve that. And so that, that builds, really it builds that trust, which I think as a product manager is kind of critical to you being successful, is you know having your stakeholders trust you, yeah. that you, you're listening to them, you're making the right decisions for the product and the customer uh, based off of all those things. I, I found that so useful, just the, the active listening in those um, the meetings, right? Like the empathy that you're building between parties because as the companies get bigger, you don't see who's working on things. You don't know, so it's very easy to... Um, uh, attack those people right? yeah. <laughs> or, or um, not have a collaborative relationship but having even like at a larger scale like, uh, like a group like you and like four of the other folks in a yep. room just builds that kind of transparency openness and, and uh, teamwork but you know the only other thing I would say on that is when does one-on-one start to fail you and I think it starts to fail you mm-hmm. if it's becoming just this repeat cycle where you yeah. don't have a clear agenda either and you're just like so, what are you doing this weekend? Right. Yeah, yeah. Those are the kinds of meetings I would say, like, hey, reschedule and restructure it yeah. um, or yeah. cancel. That's yeah, and point. I think kind of in line with all other meetings, make sure it's necessary. Your time is valuable. So is the time of, you know, yeah. other stakeholders and other people. And, yeah, if you find yourself where a couple of one-on-ones have gone by and it's like, don't have much to talk about. I mean, you know, if you're friends with a person, sure, grab coffee sometimes, but maybe maybe repurpose that that time if it's if it's not valuable. Um, I think we're getting close on time. Maybe we can each do a quick summary of 
the key highlights we think of how do we make meetings not suck? Sure, I'll start. Um, have an agenda. <laughs> I think that one's critical. But uh, Yeah, I would just say know your audience. Make sure you're coming prepared and are speaking their language and are coming out with action items. Yep, I think those are both good. And I would say... Um, Constantly reevaluate your meetings because um, sometimes you'll set up meetings that make total sense and are super effective. And then three, four, five months goes by, and all of a sudden you realize again, oh, the, these check ins, we're not really talking about much. We're just kind of walking through a status. Um, so always evaluate your, like, probably once every month or two is a, is a good cadence of evaluating yeah. all your meetings. Do these make sense? Um, and I would really look t- towards is this meeting providing me any value or am I providing value to others? If the answer is no to either of those, you should consider killing that meeting. Um, And the last thing I would say is make sure meetings aren't some type of like gate for getting things done or, you know, making decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, So as you're setting up meetings to discuss things, if you need to make a decision and the meeting isn't until next week, you know, don't let that hold you up. So you use meetings in a way that's effective, but don't be, like enslaved by them so yeah cool cool so um we're coming at the end over here and we wanted to shout out uh cuvee coffee from austin texas they sent us a bag of their costa rica medium roast beans and um we're excited to try this out so um frankly the bag looks delicious yeah so it smells amazing yes (laughs) so Um, so one of our first coffee um sending them uh sending us a package there so um if you are interested in sponsoring the show or sending us a bag we can definitely shout you guys out on the air um and link out to your um, website or whatnot and um yeah yeah go drink some cuvee coffee that's (laughs) That's what we're drinking yeah. right now. So, <laughs> Well, cool. Um, I think that wraps up this week's product coffee. Yeah, go comment, uh, rate the podcast. Subscribe. Pr- hopefully favorably subscribe. <laughs> um, other than that, thanks for listening. Um, our coffee's all finished, so go level up. <laughs> <laughs>